Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela, and today we are bringing you a different version of Thrifters Villa Reseller Roundtable. That's a mouthful. Um, but this week, we are chatting with Marianne, and Marianne is a full-time reseller who has a chronic illness. So we are going to shift our focus away from motherhood for just a little bit, and we are going to talk about chronic illness um, and it's something that I can speak to about as well during this episode. So I'm excited to chat about that. So we're excited to have you here, Marianne. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast and sharing your journey with everyone. Thank you. I listen to you every week. So <laughs> I'm excited to be here. I love Thrifters Villa and you, of course. And Jen. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so before we get into the chronic illness portion of everything, why don't we have the listeners get to know you a little bit, share who you are, where you're from, how you get into reselling and all that backstory. All right. So originally I'm from the Bronx. <laughs> now I'm in upstate New York. I am married. I have a dog, no kids. Um, not that I didn't want any because believe yeah. me, I did, but I don't have any. And now I'm, you know, older. So I'll just <laughs> live vicariously through all of you. <laughs> and I, but I still listen to the mom podcast yeah. and I was not into reselling at all. I mean, I have literally gone from when I was 16 from an um, a secretary to administrative assistant to then an office manager for years. I was in corporate America. I was in small businesses. And then in 2017, it's funny, I put like 10 things online and then just like totally forgot. And mm -hmm. I, after I signed on two years later, <laughs> I saw that people made offers back then. And I was like, oh, right. So because I was waiting and waiting back then. And when nothing was coming through, I'm like, I, I, I'm getting off this app. So I waited. Then I started doing it like three years ago, just with things from my closet, things that I had on from back then that I still didn't donate or do anything with and more. And I was, they were selling. Yeah. <laughs> and I had a lot of, I used to buy a lot of different, um, angel and fairy cards and things like that. And I bought a bunch on sale once <laughs> and never did anything with them. I was going to actually give them out back then. Mm. And those were selling like every day. So I had like 11 of them on and every day, one mm. a day. And I was, oh, I got to really get into this. <laughs> so I started selling more of my stuff. And then during COVID, I got... I was at this job for seven and a half years. They let me go. Mm. So I was like, okay, now I really have to get into this more. So what I started doing then was just studying it and studying it. And I, for the last three years, have been watching you. I've been watching this one, that one, everybody on Poshmark on, on YouTube. So I knew I knew a lot, but you always think you know more than you do. And so I said, you know, I'm going to give it a try and go out and start buying some things. So I did. Blah, blah, blah. Then we get to like 10 months after that. And my husband's like, we can't have all this stuff in this house. Right. So there comes a store across the street available, a uh, rental. I didn't even know about it. My husband was the one who he wanted to get stuff out of the house. Yes, he just wanted so, the stuff gone. <laughs> so he, he spoke to the owner. I ended up getting a good deal. I opened a retail shop for a year. 
and it was not good. It, <laughs> it just wasn't good. So I was like, I make more money online, you know? So to get rid of all those bills, came back, started reselling again, and then learning more and more and changing my learning, you know, going from just clothing to antiques, like not antiques, but um, vintage. Just all of a sudden, I'm like, you know, I want to do something a little different to get money in before all these things sell from the retail shop. Because for the retail shop, they weren't the same type of things that sell online. So I I started doing that and learning. And now that just keeps progressing. I mean, I'm no (laughs) big reseller, but it's just getting better and better and better. Do you think when you first started? You fell into that, and I don't want to say trap because that's not the right word, but like that mold that most first-time resellers fall into, where it's like I'm just going to start buying all the things and then hope that it sells. Was that kind of where yes? You found I yourself? I literally that first weekend when I made the decision, and it's funny I hear a lot of people say this on the show, and I know you're like this too. When I get into something, I get into it. I'm there. I mm-hmm. am focused. That's it. And that's what ended up happening. But this consignment store, I went in there with my husband and they were like, oh, that whole long rack along the whole store, everything's a dollar today. I'm like, okay. So I saw name brands and stuff. (laughs) That's how I thought about it back then. Oh, this is name brands and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know. I wasn't watching name brands that sell at that point. Right. So I think it was $121. So that was 121 pieces of clothing to start. Yeah. <laughs> and I was still going to other thrift stores. So, mm. yes, I fell right into the, I have to just buy things because I can sell them. And I also thought name brands from years ago that I thought were good would sell I think there's first of all I think it's great that you started with items in your own closet because I don't think a lot of resellers start there I think they see what other people are doing because of social media and then they just jump and go in the thrift store where I think you started correctly you got the the itch to do it yourself because (laughs) you started selling your own items and you're like oh these are selling even if you sold them for five dollars what did you care was your own piece it doesn't matter right and I think that's how a lot of people kind of get into it but a lot of people get into it because they see what everyone else is doing and then they kind of get lost in the mix right um, it's hard to find your way in reselling so I think it's great that you've realized okay the retail front didn't work for me because that that just did not work for me I don't want to do that again the clothing, yes. clothing I was picking up kind of worked for me but not really and now yeah. you found that like one area of reselling that you really love and enjoy and that's the vintage aspect and you're doing really well with it Yes, and never in my life did did I think that I would even want to sell vintage. When people used to go into antique stores or whatever, yeah. I was like, yeah. Now I'm even starting to like the styles and everything as I'm getting. So what a big change for me. But I still have hundreds, I want to say thousands. No joking, because think yeah. about it, the retail store and what I had bought before. Why so do you think I, the retail store failed? Many reasons. (laughs) I think this is important to talk about because I know a lot of people in our community want to get into maybe retail space. And I think think there's a lot of 
pros and cons to it. So I'm yes. curious to hear your experience. Okay. The first thing, this is the only thing I'm going to blame on the outside world. The first thing is the place that it was in, literally right across the street from me. I used to always say, that is the ugliest, <laughs> that is the ugliest mustard colored building. It just stood out on the whole block. Everything else is blue and maroon. And, yeah, yeah. and I used to say that. And what a bad, what a bad place to have a business. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, guess who rented it? <laughs> right? So I knew from the start. But, but there's also a place for kids dancing, a dancing studio. And there are like 30 to 40 mothers who are waiting for their kids every night. So I'm thinking, well, they're going to come in. So I even made my hours based in the beginning, like longer. Around the dance studio. Nothing. You know, when they started coming in three days before I was closing and saying, oh, no, I've been meaning to come in for the last year. And I'm like, I wish you would have thought about that two months ago. But right. that was the number one reason. But I do believe where I am, even if it was in another spot, because I can get so, such good deals at thrift stores. I mean, some things that I hear you guys say and you're spending 10, seven, eight dollars for, I'm like, oh, I can get it for three, you know? So that's what they expected from my store too, but I'm buying it for three. Right, and, and I gotta I make couldn't money. explain that to them. So number one, I think, even though I classified the store as new and pre-loved, I think, because I had a lot of new things because I would buy from like JCPenney when it was closing yeah. because I knew I was getting the store. Uh, but still, I think my prices were too high from them because they're used to our cute little church thrift shops. Yeah. So to even consider me as that, they'd be like, your prices are high. And I'm like, but I'm the third person. <laughs> like they're getting right, right. And so I think my prices were too high for the area, but I couldn't go lower. Right. Uh, and I, it's definitely, I had ads all over the place. We have walkway over the Hudson here. I had, I can't tell you how much money we spent on the ad. And I got one person like three months later that had taken a little thing. So ads weren't working. So sometimes I'm not sure because besides the being too much money and the location, but the lo location after being there, I'm like, I have all these people. So why aren't they coming in? And that's what ended up happening. People are still calling me now saying, hey, what time you open? And <laughs> the end of 21, I closed. So I really think if you're going to get into a thrift store, Either call it something else if you're not just totally going on donations because when people hear, and I didn't even say that, I said pre-loved clothing, mm. try and find a different way and make it, mine was boutique -y. I mean, and I had good things for the area, so I just think my prices were too high. That was, yeah. but they couldn't be any less. Right. I mean, that's a good point, knowing the area that you're in and the, yeah. the clientele that would be in that area. Um, I I think location has a lot to do with a lot of different yeah. things, right? And Definitely. I think being that it was 2020 and 2021 also was difficult. Yes. You know, that- I started right when, during the pandemic. Right. So I had to have the six feet apart. I And yeah. I had a little store. Yeah. So I could only have like four people in at a time. Yeah. So in the beginning, I even had people just walking away because they didn't want to wait. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's too bad. I think that time of year really hurt a lot of people who tried to do new things. I wonder if you tried it today, if it would be different. I don't know, but I can tell you something. I'm not trying it again. <laughs> One and unless, done, not doing it again. <laughs> no, unless I was in a really, um, and not even, I'm in a, I'm in a middle-class neighborhood. Even, mm. I'd have to be in a real high-class neighborhood, yeah. real high-class clothing that maybe, like, go to the bins and get things and be able to sell them there because in this type of environment, people it, it's not that they don't buy expensive clothes. They just expect from that kind of store really cheap. Yeah. Yeah. And I, me, I'm thinking, wow, this is $2 in the thrift store. I'm only charging six. It's $80 if you buy it. And they're thinking it's too expensive. That's interesting. Yes. That is Even my brand new stuff from JCPenney. Like I buy things at 90% off, but nobody knew that, right? Hmm. 90% off. So if they were $79, I paid $7.90. I'm trying to charge 17 too much money hmm. where online I'm still getting like 40, 45, yep. but I couldn't get 17. Yeah. It, it's interesting too. You say that like online, you're getting the price point that you want for those exact same pieces right. but in person. You're not able to get that. And I think it's the online culture that I guess we've built where we're just used to paying whatever it is yes. online. Um, even though you could get it cheaper in person. At a thrift store, but online, you're seeing what you want and just getting it. In yeah. the thrift store, I mean, think about how we have to search for certain mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Think about when we go for ourselves. I'm like, why isn't that my size? Why isn't mm-hmm. that? <laughs> so it takes a lot when you have to go out shopping. It's true. It's true. When someone could just easily search from the comfort of their couch, wherever yeah. they are, right? And look for that one piece that they really, really want. It's interesting. I, I always think it's interesting when people have these kind of stories where they've kind of like evolved over a really short period of time. I and mean, it's really only been, we'll say three years that you really yeah. evolved, you know, this much. Um, what part of the vintage do you find yourself in right now? Like, are you focusing on vintage home goods? Are you looking at clothing, jewelry? What is it that you're doing? Tiny things like jewelry and uh let's see (laughs) like jewelry type necklaces Mm. and things that Mm. whoops where is it in the background (laughs) that's little and then I can quickly take pictures of and that doesn't take up a lot of room because I have too much stuff yeah and and I'm lucky enough that around here I find it and it is dirt cheap Mm. It's crazy. And they even know what they have sometimes and it's dirt cheap. Oh, that's good for you. Yes. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I have to, we have this listing challenge discord thing going on right now for the Patreon group. And you are like on it every day, every morning by 6am. This one over here (laughs) has 10 listed. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, thank you for that. You're welcome. Because I always get, like 10 relisted maybe no I'm taking that back I do not always get 10 since this challenge every day I am hitting my goals because I'm accountable Mm -hmm. so you don't know like there were a couple of nights where I had three left normally seriously I wouldn't do them right and I did them so I could send my little (laughs) (laughs) I love that (laughs) 
So anyone who's not on the Patreon group, if you want to stick to your goals. <laughs> we try. We try over there. We have a good little family in that, oh, in that I Patreon. Love I love it. I'm glad. And, and I'm glad that you joined too at a time where like you felt a little lost in the reselling world. Yeah. You know, you knew, you knew about it. You understood it. You watched videos, you consumed content, but you still felt a little disjointed, I guess, yeah. Yeah. from it. Um, so I'm glad that you were able to find our little, our little family that we have. Um, so let's, I guess, get into the chronic illness part because that's, that's what the episode's about. Okay. Um, can you share with everyone what the chronic illness is and um, how it affects your day to day? Yes. So I have chronic Lyme disease, but I also have two other tick-borne diseases. Oh. And it started when I was 23. I'm 58. I'm going to be 59 in a couple of weeks. And I had it. I was bedridden. They thought I was going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. And I was like, no, I'm not, you know, yeah. but for nine months I was bedridden. It, after about two years, I felt pretty good until something happened five years ago, like a whole bunch of things. My husband's father died, who I loved like a father. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had to put my dog to sleep who I had 17 and a half years. Mm. And one thing after menopause, (laughs) that's a big one. (laughs) These were all the things that brought it on. So it came back full force and still here six years, five years later, it's either five or six, like I'm losing track. And it is some days debilitating. Mm -hmm. It, but even though, you know, they, I'm on like lots of different, more natural things, but they'll throw me on doses of high things for a while mm. and then they have to take me off. But some days I could not go into work. If I, if I had to go into work, I mean now, because it's worse. I, I worked through it when I was in the office, but it killed me mm. because there are days that I'm either too tired and I literally lay on the couch and do my Poshmark I'll even lay on the couch with my light and take pictures of things on the couch and then just remove the couch background so for me there's no way that I would be able to keep a steady job if I was going out in the world so I said and this is funny because I wanted to mention this I was out one day just buying my normal 90% off things after like Valentine's Day, after a holiday or whatever. And I'm like, I'm always telling people to do what they love. I love getting a bargain. Mm -hmm. If I can get a bargain and make money, holy cow. Right. (laughs) I came home and said to my husband, that's what I said. You know how blah, blah, blah. And he goes, "Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh. I said, yes. And that's really how I started, started it. Cause I'm like, I love doing that. Yeah. You know, 
office work, I know inside and out. I don't love it. You know, yep. some of the jobs I had, I did not love, but I know it. I knew I could get promoted wherever I went because I knew it for so many years, you know, but this I loved. And I said, all right, so I just have to get to know this quickly. <laughs> and that's what I did because it allows me to literally, no joking, sit or lay on my couch most days. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't have bursts of great Right. I want to say great, great for me days. And I can move all my bins and rearrange. And because I do have days like that, they're far and few in between, though, getting better. That's good. But I know that I don't have to. And I could always say to my husband, hey, can you get that bin from there or whatever? Mm -hmm. And all the newer things that I now know kind of more what to sell that I know are going to sell faster. I'm literally keeping out around me sad for my husband, but yes. <laughs> so thank God he's very supportive, even though he doesn't want the crap around and I don't blame him. Because mm -hmm. I, I sometimes like, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll be like, okay, I got to rearrange today. It's got to be neater, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, but it's what helps me with this, these three damn tick-borne diseases that one will come and then I'll feel good for a couple of weeks and then they'll test. And the next one comes, I'm like, ah. I think that's so, something people don't understand about chronic illness that you can't see because a lot of us have chronic illness that you can't yeah. see unless we're laying down and can't move basically. Right. Um, chronic illness that exists within the body that is not visible to anyone comes and goes whenever it wants. Oh yeah. You, you don't know when it's coming. You don't know when it's going to leave and you have no idea how you're going to feel because it could be coming on and you could still feel okay and be able to do yeah. things. And then when it really comes on and you want to do something, it really messes with you mentally. And I just speak from experience because I have, so I have multiple chronic illnesses, but the biggest one is that um, I'm classified as the autoimmune bunch where basically everything is autoimmune, right? So my thyroid's autoimmune. Uh, I my have, thyroid too. Yep. Yes. And my, uh, so what that means, people don't know, is when your thyroid's autoimmune, it shuts on and off whenever it wants. There, there's yes. no rhyme or reason. doesn't matter if you're on medication. It just shuts on and off. So yep. your thyroid, now we're going to get a little medical lesson, I guess, or a science lesson, Good, good. <laughs> your thyroid controls everything in your body, <laughs> literally every aspect, every hormone, it controls everything. So if your thyroid doesn't work or it's shut off or it's working too fast, it can't do what it needs to do correctly. And your body fluctuates all over the place. Right. With that comes a lot of other autoimmune conditions that can kind of pop up because, um, your hormones just aren't where they need to be and your body's not doing things the way it needs to. So because of the autoimmune thyroid, I now, well, I've had um, rheumatoid arthritis, which yeah. no one in my family has. Yeah. You know, no one in my medical, like there's, I've gone as far back as like great, great, great grandparents. No one has had it. So okay. I'm the only one in my entire family and they can't quite figure out why, except for the reason that it's because I'm probably so autoimmune and my numbers just keep rising. I don't yes. have lupus. I have friends. I have lupus. I don't, I've been tested for all of that, but it wouldn't surprise me if someday my autoimmune became lupus or became fibromyalgia right. because that's how autoimmune disease works. The good thing about autoimmune diseases is that there are lots of holistic and natural things that you can yes. use 
to nourish your body, to make you feel better, to make sure that the flare-ups don't happen as often. Some things you can't avoid, like me getting COVID twice messed me up a lot. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, yeah. uh, or getting the flu or getting a sinus infection, all those things trigger stuff in your body. Yeah. Stress triggers yes. autoimmune conditions in your yes. body. And, yes. um, even though you can't see it and someone seems really happy and they're having a great oh, time, yeah. you have no That's idea what feel like on the inside. Yeah. That is me. And like, even when I do, like I'll do live sales, but yeah. on Facebook, and even when I do those, like my customers from the shop come to that. So it's cool. Oh, nice. And, you know, other people, but they know if I'm sitting on the couch doing it, that I'm not feeling good. Mm. But, but people say, but you look so good. You look so, and I'm like, Eat that you can't, <laughs> don't even look at that. I make myself look good and smile because yeah. otherwise, sometimes I feel like, like, sometimes I'll just say to my husband, look. Today, I just don't want to go see people because I'm going to be acting the whole time mm -hmm. because I can't sit there and be like, oh, like sometimes I'll just, I'll say to my husband, you know, I just like scream out F, you know, yep. and I'm like, what am I going to be around people and screaming out curses because I'm, I'm tipping over or I can't move yep. or, you know, so yeah, there are people out there that can look really good. They can be, I, I mean, I still do everything I have to do every day. I take my shower. I do everything. Yeah. But yet I feel like crap most of the time. And I just, but you have to live with it and you have to right. be positive because right. it becomes part of your life. Mm -hmm. And normally I'd be like, oh, Marion, don't think like that because then it is going to become part of your life, but it is part of my life. Like I'm always, I'm always like miss positive. And for this I have a positive attitude, but I'm not going to say it's not happening because it is. <laughs> right. Know, yeah. I, it's so taken, it's yeah. taken me, I want to say the, so I always knew that there was something wrong, right? Yeah. Like I always felt aches and pains. I always felt uncomfortable, like things always hurt. And I just thought yeah. that's the way it was. I didn't understand that. No, that's not normal. You shouldn't always have an aching feeling in your neck and shoulders and back. That's right. It shouldn't feel like that all the time. Yeah. And even when I was at my fittest competing and doing all of that, I still had it. It wasn't as bad because I think the level of activity that I was doing did help to an extent, Yes. but I, but I know now at the age of 36, I can't do what I used to do 10 years ago either. So um, yes, I know people say that exercise is great for it. And it is because movement is very yeah. important when you have this, but movement, the movement has to change depending totally. on what because it is. When I heard you, I had heard you on one show say that you would do it. And I'm like, man, our lives are so kind of parallel with certain things because I w became a personal trainer and I was a bodybuilder and I was like a little, like, I was, I did a couple of little things with fitness modeling yep. because I was like, I, because again, when I focus, I yeah, focus. same. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but even then, and that was years after the Lyme, my knees, I can just feel, I felt a difference. Mm. I was still doing it, but now I'm slowly just starting to even be able to stretch without not even like just having muscle pain. I get nerve pain. Yeah. I get 
organ pain and people don't understand that unless they've they're felt like it. twinges is the best way that I can describe yes. it. Yeah. It's almost like a the way people get muscle spasms, people with chronic illness get it within their organs. And yes, yes. it doesn't make sense, I guess, to a normal no. person, but it's all the nerves that exist within the organ itself. Yeah. And I'm like, I never even, you wouldn't even know you had that organ. Like people don't even know, you know, you know, yeah. but you don't feel them. And I'm like, right. I don't like right. feeling my organs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. I, I've felt stuff like that before too. I'm like, I don't know if this is normal, but I have a pain back here and I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just saw my, my primary care doctor and I am as healthy as can be. Like I am good. The, good. my only downfall is my autoimmune that just progressively yeah. keeps the numbers just keep increasing. Oh, and, yeah. um, it's, I don't want to be on steroids my entire yeah. life. So I'm trying very hard. I'm working with the naturopath. I'm working with, I'm working with traditional Western medicine. Like I work with all the different types of people. I go to acupuncture. I do all the different things so that I can put myself in a really good position like even 20 years down the line. Yeah, yeah. In theory, if things keep going up, it's going to be hard for me to move. You know, it's yeah. going to be very difficult for me to move. Yeah. So I try to do everything that I can now since I'm young yeah. so that I'm in a better place. And I think that's what another part of chronic illness that people just don't get is that it doesn't just stay the way it is. Chronic illness is kind of like any other disease that progresses. It just yeah. progresses slowly. Yes. And and like, I'm at the point where, so now that it's been going on this five or six years and I said to my husband, some of it could even be aged now. It could have just, because right. think about it, five years, you're going from, you know, 53 to 59 or yep. 58. And it's like, it could, some of it could be me right now. Mm. And that you wouldn't terrible. know the difference. No, <laughs> you wouldn't know the difference because the pain is pain. It, it might exactly. get worse. It might get better. You don't need That's the thing. Like you just don't yeah. know. And I think yeah. when it comes to owning a business and that unknown of not knowing how you're going to feel. Yeah. How have you set up systems for yourself so that you can adjust accordingly, depending on how you're feeling that day? It, and I guess give us an example from like when you had the store and then now too. Okay. So. When I had the store, being that it was literally right across the street, I knew I had a safeguard where if I ever really wanted to, I could come home. I only took off two days and put it on Facebook and all my people understood. Yeah. But but I knew and I, I had I broke my shifts up so that I could come home and lay down for two hours. And they do that around here. So people are used to it. So I'd be open for a few hours and then maybe an hour, an hour and a half closed, but the same every day. So people knew this was when she's open home. I'll have days where I wake up and I, except for when I had Lyme the first time, I never had headaches in my life. Mm. I'm not one of the people like I, I feel for people who say they have migraines and everything. Cause I knew what that was like with Lyme the first time. Yeah. Now I'll wake up and I don't have the bad migraines where I feel nauseous and everything, but I'll wake up at least once a week and I will have a headache that takes until 10 o'clock to go away, no matter what time yeah. I wake up. So I know on those days I'm starting at 10. So I have like two or three different schedules that I hold myself to well, depending cool. on how I feel because 
Otherwise, I feel like I wasted half my day by 10. So those are the days where my husband will come in. Well, most nights he'll come in and I'll still be on my phone. But, (laughs) but, and that's something that I still haven't learned, nor do I want to right now. I have to be able to do it whenever I can as I'm building the business. But like, you know, when I started later, because I'm still doing it if we're late, if we're watching TV, because then I started three or four hours later. So I'll have a schedule for when I get up at 10, I'll know when I'm putting my phone down or, or not. I'll still check to make sure I didn't get offers, but not doing all the crazy things all yeah. day, sharing and all that crap. <laughs> but <laughs> if I didn't have a few different schedules and I also know, all right, I'm going to go through my bins because I'll like, if some of them clear out a little, I'll put more new stuff in. Yep. I'll only do that twice a week. And it's usually like a Monday and a Friday, but not set days because I might not feel well on Monday, but far enough apart. So if it wears me out, because it does for like a day or two, Mm. I know I could lay down and I could do my things. So I know that two days a week I have to do my inventory type stuff because, because they're in small spaces I mean, one, two, three, four, five, 10, 15, 20. In that room, I have about 70 boxes, uh, plastic bins. So I have to move them when people buy something if number 638 is in the back on the bottom, right? So, I mean, I have learned how to move a lot at a time, but I'm out of it for two days. So I learned, okay, two days a week, I have to do that, but they can't be together. One day a week, at least, I have to start at 10. And if I start earlier, great. But And then the other two days, I have to, you know, I start the minute I get up. And I'm supposed to take an Epsom salt bath every day because it helps. So I'll do it while I'm in the bath, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. so I have I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Days. Sorry for the distracting cats in the background. You You guys can't see this that are just listening. But my cat keeps walking back and forth against the slider and the blinds just keep moving oh, <laughs> oh that little puppy this is crescent hello say hi we love animals on this podcast yes that's for sure. that's, she keeps sticking her head out saying who are you talking to yeah right <laughs> can that's i be friends your blinds. i saw your i'm like yeah that's my cat <laughs> i thought maybe you had the window open <laughs> no no that that would be my my two cats that are just walking back and forth to just annoy me because why not <laughs> So well, they know I'm cool. doing something and not paying attention to them. They're just like children. They're of identical course. to children. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, I think it's great that you have different types of schedules depending on how you feel because it not only does it keep you more focused and on tasks, which which is important, but it also gives you that grace to say, okay, I know that usually I follow this schedule and this is what I do, but I'm just, I can't do it today. So I'm yeah. going to follow this instead. I think allowing yourself that grace is so important because when you own an e-commerce business, I think we're so set in that, like, go, 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 got to do things today, have to list, have to sell things, have to make offers. Like you don't, (laughs) like, I I know that people feel like they have to, but you don't because the beauty of e-commerce is that it's there. It's there and everyone can always have eyes on it. Yes. Certain platforms like Poshmark, well, well, that's it. Sharing, right? Yes. I'm mostly on Poshmark, but I'm starting, as you know, 
to get into eBay and I made my first sale and all I had to do was put something up on there. See? See? Um, but there's so many other opportunities. If Poshmark isn't your thing or like you can't make that work because it requires too much and you don't feel like, or you can't pay for the extra extensions or whatever right. it is, then go on a different platform or research, start your own website, sell on lives. Like there's so yeah, many yeah. opportunities now that I feel like, you know, you don't have to just pigeonhole yourself into these certain platforms. Right. And, and it's okay to take a break. Like, I just yeah. want people to know it's okay to take a break. Not, like, if you want to take two days off, do it. I feel guilty. Who I doesn't? Don't know why. The I Italian feel guilty guilt. if I take a day uh, off Italian of my Catholic guilt. No, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. What were you saying? The Italian Catholic guilt. Yes. That's exactly what it is. I know. That's exactly what it is. But and because we were brought up in told. Yes. You go to work, you show up, you do your job, you come home, yeah. you do things you gotta do. And like you are exactly you are trained to do this. <laughs> That's yes. just what it is. So it's all it's hard not to. And it's funny because I can focus on doing all these other things, but I can't focus on not focusing on mm -hmm. the business right now. Mm -hmm. And I know, I know it drives my husband crazy sometimes. Thank God he's supportive, like I said, but it would drive me crazy. I'd be like, get, get off your phone, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but I, I almost feel, and I think it also comes though, because I've always, since I'm a kid, worked even if it was in factories for two dollars yeah. you know I've always worked so not being out in the work world alone makes me feel guilty and if I didn't and I need to contribute I mean I'm usually miss independent even when I'm with somebody so it kills me because even like if like a few weeks ago my husband loaned me some money and it's funny he's like I'm not, I'm your husband. I said, no, no. Can you loan me this? And I'll pay you right back as soon as I get. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, but I'm not worried about it. I'm your husband, but that's the way I was brought up. Right. So I'm just used to working all day. And that is definite, a, definitely a goal of mine this year to lessen it up. But, but <laughs> I, like I said, I have so many items that I'm still, I'm doing all these bundles that I'm making and so that I can sell those on eBay. And there's just so much that those are the days that I have to feel good, really good. Yeah, 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 to tackle all that. Yeah. Have you thought about selling, because I know you do the Facebook Lives, have you thought about selling those items in bundles by size during your Facebook Yes. Lives? Okay. Yes. Because and I haven't tried it yet okay. because literally I'm still you just don't understand the amount. So I'm still getting things together by size and style, like mm. figuring out, okay, if somebody likes boho, what do I have in size for? Yeah. So that's a lot because I don't have things in themed. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the things that aren't online, I'd like I could go online and say, okay, let me just look under Bohemian or whatever, and then look and say, okay, this is in this bin, this is in this bin. Mm -hmm. But if things aren't online yet, because there are many, and I mean, I'm not talking about a normal death slash money pile. I'm talking about 70 money piles from the because of the retail store. So I have things all over. So 
that is taking a little while. Yeah. <laughs> and I know it's going to take more of a while because that is hard when I don't feel well. Because it's, it's literally hard on your body. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just a lot of movement. And and sometimes I'll ask my husband, but I feel I don't want to bother him on his day off either. Yeah. What am I going to have him going through bins all day? He, it's his day off. He works hard. Yeah. I mean, I guess the other option too would be to, I don't, I guess kind of like a yard sale kind of thing, but maybe call it something different where like people in the community could come and shop bundles of things that you have. And you know, we did that last year. We did that last year, but I didn't put it out there like that. My store people knew what was going to be things from my store, but neighborhood people didn't. So I'm going to work on doing it that way so that I can say, and the neighborhood knows I was here, mm-hmm. you know, look, I'm going to be doing this sale with things from the store. So they don't expect it to be one and two dollars, you know, because yep. that's the thing at the garage sale, they expect it to be even less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so it's almost like a pop-up event or something. Yes, like that. and we have a tent that we used to do put outside that's oh, pink. Okay. We got a pink one. Nice. So everybody knows that's me. And yeah. last summer, I told them I'd be out, you know, more than a few times, but I wasn't feeling well. Yeah. But, so they all keep in touch on Facebook, thank God. So they know that. But yeah, this year, that's a good idea. And I did kids in bundles. Mm. But I didn't do any adults or anything. That's a good idea. Well, thanks. You're always full of these good ideas. (laughs) (laughs) I'm full of them. What can I say? But I just think like the things are so expensive right now for people. People want to be able to buy new or new to them clothing, whether it's pre-owned or brand new, because it makes you feel good about yourself. No matter what, it feels it feels good, especially as a woman, to buy new things for yourself. It just makes you feel good. If you're able to help those in your community, and then who knows, it could turn into some other type of relationship, and maybe they're frequent buyers from you. And I just think there's, and you already have that representation in the community because of the store so it's almost yeah. like that could be a way for you to lessen the that's inventory a good that idea you have and then start to really focus on the things that are making you really happy and resell yes. until you get through all that stuff unless you just decide to donate it right yeah um, you're gonna always feel overwhelmed by it i know i know and, and i oh. can't just donate it because it's so much i, I would be literally you know you just don't know yeah if I could count all of it, I, I don't would, want you to because you're gonna give me anxiety. I I, I know <laughs> I have anxiety just thinking about it. <laughs> um. Okay. My next question for you is: as a business owner, right? Because that's what we are. We are business mm-hmm. owners. What do you find to be the most difficult part about having a chronic illness? <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, and running a business. <clears throat> Good question, right? Very good question. Look, I took my glasses off of that one. She got real serious. <laughs> um, not feeling guilty if I can't keep to one of those three schedules. Mm-hmm. That's hard for me because I feel like it's my contribution and I have to do, I feel like I have to do it. Mm-hmm. And one day, wouldn't kill me not to do it you know so my hardest thing is not keeping that obligation or commitment 
even though I know I can't. Yeah. Like I'll still try and do it and I usually will, but even if it makes me feel worse, yeah. that is my hardest thing. Uh, but I'm over the years, I've just learned to work through it, but I do need to learn that sometimes I don't have to, it won't I, kill me. I think a lot of it for us is cultural. Yes. We're both Italian. Yep. <laughs> both of our, you know, parents grandparents yep. they came here yeah and and other there are other cultures out there that right. have very similar experiences if they're first generation or second generation there's just certain cultural aspects that are very very hard to break and one of them in our culture is the constant need to work 24 hours a day seven days a week because yep. if you ask anyone who has italians in their life that came from italy they will yeah. tell you they worked multiple jobs and they worked from sun up to sundown because yeah. that's what we do in Italy. Yeah, work from sun up to sundown. Yes, my grandfather used to come over, come over at five thirty a.m. Mm -hmm. in the morning. He used to bring us chickens because he had a butcher shop, mm -hmm. but he also owned buildings mm -hmm. near where we lived. He wanted to make sure he was near all his kids where his buildings were, mm -hmm. and he would work all day. Mm -hmm. because then I'd see him again like late at night mm -hmm. you know from all his things and so that's kind of what I would just grew up with and my sister yep. was and still is the same way but she's doing it from home so it's what we learn mm -hmm. and even my aunt who's 93 just stopped working three years ago even though she was only working you know yeah. part-time but it's just, yeah, it's, I was used to, okay, if you want something, you have to pay you gotta for work it. for it. Because yeah. <laughs> we didn't have a lot of money. You want exactly. something, you have to work for it. Yeah, and I think that's probably where our work ethic differs from other people. My people maybe don't understand our work ethic because some people have said to me, and I'm sure they've said to you, whether yeah. it's in the workforce or with reselling, how do you just keep going all the time? Like, yes. you just never stop. I don't understand. Yeah. I can't stop. I I'm, physically cannot make myself stop. My brain and my body do not work that way. If I am not doing anything, and I know this isn't healthy. By no means is this healthy. But I if I am not doing anything, I don't know what to do with myself. So I need I to find something to do, whether that's, I don't know, cleaning something, putting yeah. something, rearranging something. I don't care what it is. I can't just sit and watch a movie. I envy people that can sit and watch a movie because I can't do it. I have to constantly be doing something that's because it's what I grew up seeing. That's yep. all I've really ever known. And whenever, wherever I have worked, I've always been that person to just do everything to Me make too. sure everything is good. Yep. Right. Yeah. So when it comes to, so it's a good and bad trait to have because when yes. it comes to reselling, man, you can be real successful. Let me tell you, because you just keep going and going and going, yeah. but then you finally reach the point where you're done. Yeah. And it yeah. comes to a head and you yeah. are like, Oh, I, I guess I'm not doing anything for a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's and I don't, I don't want it to get there. So yeah. I, I, that's my hardest thing, making myself stop. Mm. That's, I'm sure Everything, a lot of people that are listening can agree with that. Making oh, yourself yeah. stop is hard. And even if I don't like doing other things, like even though I always had to do it for all my jobs, I don't like, I like this year, I finally keeping all my receipts together and all that. Because last year, and even this year, when I'm doing last year's taxes, 
oh, forget it. It's so crazy. It's so overwhelming because I didn't take care of it like I'm supposed to. Um, last year, I was going nuts. This year, I'm going nuts. That ain't happening. When you talk to me again in 2024, 2023 will be great. So that's another thing that I don't like. Yeah. But because I had to do it for so long, I think. But um, but yeah, no, feeling guilty when I don't work. That's the hardest thing. I think that's a good one. Is there anything that you do for yourself that is like a non-negotiable? It doesn't have to be business related. It can be personal related. Is there something that you enjoy doing in life or uh, maybe it's a book you like to read or music you like to do or going somewhere with your husband that is just a non-negotiable um, for you as long as you're feeling okay? Oh, there are many things. We definitely, you know, we make it a habit, not right now because I'm still working my way up, but to either have like a date night every week or go out to eat, yeah. every, you know, once a week, even if it's something little, uh, I love the Renaissance Fair. So when that comes, but I had to miss it for a couple of years. And one year, my husband had to remind me, he's like, we're going this year because you always go. And I even forgot this, which is horrible. One year, he pushed me around the whole time in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And like, I make myself forget about things like this. But he goes, are we going this year? And this year, I didn't feel well in the summer, like most of the summer. And I said, not this year. Yeah. And he's like, Marion, I'll push you around in the wheelchair again. And I'm like, not this year. Yeah. And I said, you pushed me around in a wheelchair. And I'm like, I'm terrible for not remembering that. <laughs> because it's up and down hills. Right. So I try and forget those things. But things like that, that I know I just love doing and make me happy. And little things make me happy. Like most people, if they hear this right now, they're going to say, all right. But listen, this summer, <laughs> that <laughs> Our anniversary is in July and we couldn't afford to go away because like I said, I'm working my way up, right? Yeah. He's still making, you know, his money, but I need to make more to contribute more. Yeah. I pay all of the bills and this sounds weird because we're a couple, but all the bills that are my credit cards and yeah, yeah, my yeah. car and things like that. But I don't have, I only have a little bit to contribute to the household. Yeah. So I forgot why I was getting on this. Darn, it was something Talking was about non-negotiable this summer. You're going to go to the oh, Renaissance yes, Fair. Yes, yes. So listen, I know people are going to think I'm nuts, but we couldn't go away. We usually go to the Poconos. We usually, you know, we have a jacuzzi in the room and a pool, right? We couldn't do that this year. So we were joking around and he seen this big inflatable <laughs> 10 by 10 pool. And he are you going to buy it? Yeah. He said, why don't we get it. this for our anniversary? I said, do you think I'm going to say no? I said, let's <laughs> get it. Let me tell you something. It was our best anniversary ever. Aww. We sat in the yard and he doesn't take the sun because he's lighter. He's not Italian, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> so his skin burns easy. Yeah. So we put half of it in the shade, half of it in the sun. We sat out there. I did not touch my phone for three. I had my phone, but I was playing games. Yeah, for yeah, three yeah. Days, I said, I'm not going to do Poshmark, not going to do anything. He didn't do business. He sat there and read. And we had such a good time because yeah. I said, you know what? If we can't go on vacation, we're going to have it at home. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. 
yeah. and that's so fun and you created a memory that you never even thought that you would oh, create it was so in your much home. fun and we'd drink out there and we're not big drinkers yeah and eat margaritas and we'd be in the pool <laughs> oh, that's fun. so fun it really I was. love that and i love that that's one of your non-negotiables like spending time with my significant other and yeah. doing the and just having that time together regardless because yes. work's never going to go anywhere but that time that you have with whoever that special person is to you yeah. is important because you don't know when you won't have it anymore i know exactly. it's morbid but it's true no it's true yeah life's short man it, that it is it is and very time short. flies as you get older yeah yeah <laughs> it is true where do you see yourself going with reselling? I see myself just growing more and more. Now, thinning out everything that I have, learning more and more. I, I look around when I say that because <laughs> I have stuff here. Learning more and more what is going to sell and sell what if I buy, I know it's going to sell. Yeah. You know, I know you never 100% know, but now I know there are certain things I'm learning the signatures on the back of uh, vintage jewelry, learning mm. which ones are better. Now I'm seeing which ones sell when I put them online and price points. So just learning more and more because I love learning. I love yeah. watching YouTube videos and learning. And it changes like every year. Like in the beginning, I loved <laughs> watching all the halls and all that stuff that changed now i watch more learning or more like there's and it's funny because people who i never even watched uh who are like into vintage now i'll watch them and research they do to learn so mm -hmm. it just i see myself learning more and more growing more and more but not in quantity <laughs> yeah more of the quality aspect yes. of it and just making more of a living at it, you know, so that I can eventually, I don't expect to even make what I was making, but make more money just to keep contributing and be able to go out and do the things we love. Yeah, I think that's a great goal to have because we all want to make more money. I mean, yeah. that's just the way America works. Yeah. We just want to make more money. <laughs> <laughs> to do the things that we want to do, but if we can find a way to make that money that a way that we enjoy making it and we can be successful at it and take those leaps and try things out. And then you learn that clothing maybe isn't your thing. And maybe yeah. it's more of the vintage jewelry and maybe you'll start venturing into vintage home goods too, while yeah, you're yeah. It, you know, and, and it's a different type of storage and it's a, and pieces move differently and price points vary big time, especially yeah. jewelry, vintage jewelry and Home goods. I mean, some pieces can give you so much more than a piece of clothing can. Oh, I know. It's it's a it's a totally different world. So I'm glad that you're diving into something and finding your love and passion for it. Because I I think that's one of the most important things with reselling is okay. Yeah, clothing is the majority. I guess you could say clothing and shoes, but that's not all that exists when it comes to no. reselling. So if clothing no. isn't working for you, try a different category. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And that I would say that to anybody, if you're doing one or the other, try something else. If you don't feel great with what you're doing, mm -hmm. or if you feel like you like with clothing for me, I don't have all of the good trendy brands around here. That's why things are two, three, four dollars. 
Uh, (laughs) But, and I can never, like, I never find some things that I hear people talking about ever. Mm. And I don't have the bins. So my stuff's always going to be worth a little bit less unless I buy it online. Right. Uh, So, so yeah. So go ahead. Uh, No, I I was just going to (laughs) say, people forget that New York City and New York State are two very yes, different totally things. Different. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think people realize that. Like, New York City is where you're going to find a lot of really, really great yes. things. So you're also going to pay a premium for it because yes. they're in the city and they know what they have. New York State, the further the for, further north you go, is very country. Yes. It yes. Is, it's just farmland. That's really it all is. it yeah. is. So it's a different world. But it doesn't mean you don't, I mean... I'm sure the closer you get to Canadian border, you're going to find some different brands because Canadians in the U S and that side come in and out a lot. Um, But if you're in the middle of New York state, it's, it's beautiful farmland. It's beautiful up there, but it's not New York city. No, no, no. You know, our little cities are yeah little, but, uh, (laughs) and you know, I'll even go in, to you know the cities around here and it yeah no it doesn't matter like it just doesn't matter you gotta drive down to new york city then (laughs) yeah i know it's a long drive for you though isn't it it's only no it's only an hour and a half okay but but i don't know the thought of going into new york city is overwhelming i get it yes and i mean my and my whole childhood like i said i lived in the bronx i lived 15 minutes away so but now it's even if i thought oh let me go down and take a train yeah. If I don't feel well and walking through right. New York City, then I'm alone or not. Even if I'm with my husband, I sometimes I won't be able to do it. And I don't know, like, I can feel great. And then at about two o'clock in the afternoon, right. I literally say, I turn into this person who you see to an old lady, like, mm-hmm. like that yeah. in, in an instant. So like I'm 80. And all of a sudden my husband has to hold me and I, you yeah. know, so I don't, I don't want to put that on anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if Like we have the bins that's about an hour and 20 minutes away, but unless I have somebody to go with. I was going to say that's very exhausting on your own too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've done it and I can tell you the, the, the handful of times that I've done it, my body can't handle it after like two hours. I'm good. Yeah. Like I just yeah. can't. And if I, there was one time where I stayed for like five or six hours, oh, wow. I went like, I went way out of state. I didn't go to Connecticut okay. or, or New Hampshire. I, I went even further. Okay. And um, it was like about a four hour drive. And wow. so I had to stay all day. I just drove four hours. I'm yeah, staying yeah. all day. Like I am not <laughs> leaving. I was spent for the last week because yeah. it is just a lot of digging and moving and bending. And it, it's different than just looking at racks, but I can yeah. tell you, Looking at racks is also exhausting and hurts my upper back. Oh, yeah. So. My arm ends up hurting while I'm doing it. It tires me out because I'll still go to, I'll still go to like the consignment store and the thrift stores. But I mean, just moving things. I'm like, how do people do this? When I watched the long video, it yep. hurts. It does. It, really it does helps. hurt. Um, before we go, what is... Um, some advice that you'd give to someone who is listening, who has chronic illness, that wants to be successful at this, or wants to have a business of some sort, or just be able to work, right? To do what they want to do to make some money. What are, what's some guidance or helpful words of encouragement that you could give to them? 
be kind to yourself. Think about if you knew somebody else who felt like you felt mm. and they weren't able to do everything, how you would feel for them. Mm -hmm. This is how I have feel for yourself. Like sometimes I know I'm too hard on myself, but by this age, I learned, I talk to myself. Like I have, I'm like, Marion, you can't do that. I literally talk out loud to myself. If somebody had a camera on me, they'd be like, this woman's nuts. But the way you'd be kind to someone else, be kind, be gentle, know that maybe you're not going to be able to do it all the time. And that was hard for me. And my friends had to say, Marion, you are human. You're human. And I'm like, I know, but I don't like thinking that I'm human. They're like, but you are. Be be nice to yourself. And that is the advice that helped me to slowly put that in my head. And I'm still hard on myself, but way less. So just be easy on yourself and try and set more than one schedule. It took me years to figure that out so that you don't feel bad if you can't start at 5.30 or 6.30 and you have to start at 10. Do things that are going to help you feel better about yourself. Mm because you know how you're going to feel if you can't do something. So give yourself time, rewards when you do it, not food like I do sometimes. But <laughs> <laughs> Food is the best reward. <laughs> yeah, just know that you're human, period. I mean, that's the best thing. You're not perfect. Nobody is. You can never be perfect. My sister told me that once. She mm -hmm. said, you're never going to be happy if you want to be perfect. And I was like, wow, that's true. Mm -hmm. So the things that other people told me that I took to heart, that's what I share with other people. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think if you are listening and chronic illness is a part of your life, just know that you are definitely not alone. There are so many people out there that have chronic illnesses that you wouldn't even know. Um, and there are ways to do reselling. There are ways, maybe you want to create content, whatever it is. There are so many opportunities now online yeah. for individuals who have chronic illness, which I think is great because if we go back even 10, 15 years, it was there, but not like it is now. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to feel like you need to be pigeonholed into a, you know, maybe just one certain career or, or I can't work at all kind of thing. Right. And you can't, and, and that's okay if you can't, but if you can, even if it's on a part-time basis and you want to do something to, to make yourself feel good, there are so many people that can help you get there. There are so many opportunities. There are support groups and help groups online. Facebook has a ton of them. I'm a part of a few. And it's just nice to talk to people who have similar experiences or symptoms or whatever it is. Yes, because you, know. you know it's not just you. Correct. And I think that's one of the most isolate, isolating things yeah. about chronic illness is that you feel like it's just you. Yes. It's not. And it's mostly, you, we feel that way because the people around us don't feel what we feel. Right. So you feel like, even though everyone's very supportive and helpful yes. and helpful of that, um, it's still a very lonely feeling going yeah. through it. Kind of like how reselling is very lonely. It's yes. The yes. Same thing. It's the same thing. So um, thank you for sharing your story with everyone. Oh, thank you. And anyone can get in touch with me if they want to just, if you have a chronic illness or if you don't, just if you want to ask any questions, if I didn't kind of cover things, just direct message me. I'm a tyrant beyond everywhere. 
just direct message me. I'd be happy, you know, even if it's for some kind of motivation because you don't have motivation for the day, you know, thank God for this community because that's what keeps me going. It's so nice to hear. I'm so glad. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll be back next week. Um, We have like all these different topics that are going to be coming up throughout the next three months. And we're so excited. Lots of different types of content. Um, So uh, we will chat again soon. Bye, everyone.